Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast, the number one show to bring you all things Club America in English. Your host for today, Ivan Pineda, Christian Rosendo, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Let's start the show. and gentlemen and welcome back to the eagle eye podcast today we're going to be breaking down everything that happened against atlas and then of course we're going to be previewing the big game on sunday against tigres a fight for those top four spots to clinch automatic promotion into the league but to help me break all of this down is brooklyn's very own aj aj how are we doing good just last week and this week's doing pretty Hectic with a lot of stuff that's just been going on, but all in all, I'm doing all right. I'm doing good. Good to hear. Good to hear. And of course, our uh, our other New York correspondent, Christian Rosendo, will be joining us a little bit later on in the show if time permits it. He is unfortunately caught in the middle of a power outage. We hope that he's able to fix everything. He's trying to do this via um via uh, cell phone, but we'll see whether or not he's able to join on a little bit later on. So Christian, hopefully he's able to get on. I know he has plenty and plenty to talk about in regards to this upcoming game against Tigres, but hopefully we'll have his uh, intake on all of that stuff. So AJ, are you ready to talk America versus Atlas? Oh, I'm ready whenever you are. All righty. Well, let's get started and let's jump right into it. America versus Atlas game that we predicted to be a game where we were going to see a lot of goals, where we're going to see a lot of our forwards try to get that finishing touch and really get that confidence going. And we thought, you know, what, 3-0, whatever the case may be. But I think maybe we were a little bit over our heads and maybe we jinxed it just a little bit because... Ultimately, this game ends up finishing one to nil, and it wasn't the prettiest of games to see. And it was very much one of the most frustrating games that we have seen in America jersey because you knew that you were the dominant team, you knew that you were the better team. Yet every single time you had a shot on target, it either was hit the post, the goalkeeper made a really good save, or you just were not fine tuned in order to put that ball in the back of the net. AJ, how are you walking away from this one? 1-0, one we still get all three points, but at the end of the day, it wasn't the most prettiest of ways to get it. Um, disappointing, really. I thought we, was gonna, we were going to be just like Ajax, you know, just scored 13 goals against this team, but you know, that's a, that's a lot to ask for, considering it's America. I mean, not to say we're not capable of it, but just no. Um, throughout the first half, like Atlas during the earth, like the, I'd say the first 10 or 15 minutes, they were the team that looked a bit scary. But then from there on, it just seemed like America just took off but getting shots at the shots at Atlas. But it just seems like our forwards really were just strolling to just get a single goal in. Henry Martin and Federico Vinas definitely had a bunch of chances. Just they really just gonna make the most out of their chances, not slot it back in. Camilo Vargas for um Atlas, don't get me wrong. That um the goalkeeper was having the one of the games of his life pretty much. He was keeping Atlas into this game entire time. But it's just pretty much really just frustrating all all in all. We were getting a lot of shots in there. If I'm not mistaken, we had 22 shots against Atlas compared to their nine, but just it just is un. It, I'm not sure it's like what's happening. We get all these opportunities, but are not take. Hello. Well, it looks like we might have just have lost AJ there, but 
I think AJ was going on to a very good point. Very frustrating. Just was one of those nights in where everything that you were doing didn't necessarily turn into gold. And whilst America did have a lot of the ball possession, and if you go back and you look at the stats that we uh, made public over on our Twitter page of this, you know, the momentum bar brought to us by SofaScore, you saw that America definitely had most of the uh, uh, most of the possession, had most of the ball, and everything really was just clicking for America around the middle of the ballpark just when it came to the final third. It wasn't to be the case. AJ, looks like we got you back, my good friend. And I think we just lost him as soon as I said that. AJ, are you there? Yes, sir. I am still here. Okay, cool. Hello, cool, hello. Cool, cool. You're good. You're good. You're good. All righty then. Um, well, I mean, I, I think you pretty much wrapped up what you were saying, or did you have more to say? Um, no, I think I really covered everything. Just all in all, frustrating games. I mean, I got so many shots, just going to make the most out of it. We only scored one goal until I came in the 88th minute from Jorge Sanchez. So. Definitely. So let me let's go and let's talk about this game as a whole, because I think there's a lot of stuff that we have to go and kind of dissect for just a little bit. So this game obviously proved to be a very important one for America because we knew that obviously next week we have Tigres and then we have to wrap up the whole tournament against Juarez and then see where on earth we're going to finish in the table. We knew that a victory here not only guaranteed us three points, but it guaranteed us a much safer spot in these top four finishing positions. And on top of that, we're finally regaining some of the players that we had lost to injury. Granted, we've lost a couple more due to injury, but at the end of the day, it looked like, you know, things were looking good for America. We right? Two center backs actually were playing this game. That's a big plus for us. And unfortunately, that's the sad thing that we have to talk about that, you know, 15 games in, that's got to be the highlight of, of, of one of the, one of the, Things that happened on Saturday, but yes, uh, Manolo Aguilera and Cáceres both featuring again. AJ, how did you think about the center back partnership? Did you think that it was? Uh, you think they look sharp? Because for me, I thought that they didn't look 100% game fit ready. But unfortunately, due to the circumstances and due to the kind of you know lack of depth that we have in the department, they had to be pushed to all to about the full 90 minutes. I mean, it's the first game back after injury, as you did mention before, that they weren't really 100% game fit, but it's the best that we really have because we're definitely not going to go back to having Luis Fuentes and Santiago Cáceres as center backs because if so, then Atlas might have probably have scored at that point. But just, it was looking good. Like, I felt like we there were situations where we looked slightly dodgy in defense with these two, but just all in all, I felt like they did a decent job at what they were supposed to do concerning that Atlas, they really weren't the dominant team throughout this um the entire match. So I'd say they were they were doing a good job. Just, you know, we just have to make sure they're coming they have to come back into the upcoming games after percent fit. Then from there on, I feel like these are the guys that we're gonna need to rely on. Well, they're really our only options left because as I mentioned, we have really no one else on the bench really to cover those positions. Except for Ramon Juarez, but even that, that's just maybe one that's only really one player that can replace one of our main center backs. Yeah, no. And and like you mentioned, I think there were moments where you thought, you know, this looks a little bit shaky, especially with Renato's speed coming at us, uh, uh, you know, at 100%. Um, I, I do feel like any other team in the league that's a little bit more sharper than Atlas, again, no dis- disrespect to Atlas, but I feel like if you're playing, exa- for example, next week, if we we're playing Tigres and we gave the spaces that we gave away to Atlas, Tigres capitalizes on them, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think I think it might have been a blessing in disguise that these two came 
uh, and and featured in this game to get them ready for the upcoming one because I don't know to put them against Tigres right away like that and them not be a hundred percent match fit sharp. I think it it definitely would have you know spelled trouble for America in the defensive aspect. But it wasn't to say that defense was bad. I think we definitely all felt a little bit more comfortable and like we mentioned. Who would have thought we'd be be here today and say, you know, thank God Emanuel Aguilera was starting. Um, and, and, and I mean, that's going to be the case at, at the moment, you know, because we're down a couple of men, obviously Bruno for the rest of the year. And uh, I mean, we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, it, it was promising, promising signs from our center backs to have them back and, you know, keep a clean sheet. I think that's the most important thing. I, I don't think Jimenez really got worked that much. A couple of shots that he had to do, saved, pretty comfortable. So, I mean, it's, it speaks volumes of the defense at that point. Again, granted, you got to take it with a little grain of salt because you were playing against a team like Atlas. Again, no disrespect to them, but, you know, huge differences within the table and within, you know, the status of each team at that point. But, uh, again, I think credit to Miguel Herrera for getting this one kind of right. I don't want to say he got it completely right. I think there were very questionable substitutions that he made. Um, you know, there was you know, as, as always, we kind of questioned this formation, whether or not it was going to work and, and kind of the men that he lined up. But at the end of the day, you know, they got the goals. And honestly, the scoreline, whilst it wasn't as flattering as it should be, you know, a couple of those chances go in. I think I, I think if that Vina's shot that hits the post in the first half goes in, I think you see the floodgates open for America. And I think they, and I think we're talking about that game that we were, you know, previewing the the week before where we were like, it's going to be three, zero, three, one, four, one, whatever the case may be. But the floodgates would have opened at that point if Venus would have scored. And I think the fact that you kept on missing, you kept on missing, you kept on missing. I think it played a little bit of a mental game on these players, especially our forwards, because, I, you know, Henry just wasn't looking as sharp in the second half. Vinas wasn't looking as sharp in the second half either. Um, but uh, I, I do say also this credit to Piojo for leaving, uh, you know, Vinas on the pitch, because I think uh, he definitely needed to get a goal. He probably would have had a goal, but unfortunately it didn't work out. George gets it. Um but I mean, I, I don't know anything else you want to kind of highlight in regards to this game. No, not really. I guess if there is one thing, Jorge Sanchez, he did play his 100th game in the Liga MX that night and happened to score his second goal of his career. So it's just really props to him. Just the header was well placed. And who would have thought of all people that would score the goal for us? It would be Jorge Sanchez, which was a very nice header that Camilo Vaz did make an effort to save. But all in all, just that ball just went top bins, if I'm not mistaken, back into the net. I was just really happy just to see um, one of the players who I would like to say was is one of the key players this season for America, and just he done a really good job in scoring those goals. But other than that, I guess the other thing I was slightly disappointed about um, was just seeing um, Sebas Cordova, I could say maybe not one of the greatest games in for the team. And I'd say if not, maybe one of the worst games. I don't know. It just seemed like he was seems like he wasn't just he was out of rhythm, I guess is what I can say. Yeah, and, and this was kind of the frustrating thing about Sebastian Cordova is, again, you know, it, and it's not that I'm trying to bag on this guy. And, and I know there's going to be saying that it's always I haven't tried to bag on Cordova. But this is this is by far one of the most talented players on our roster. And 
I think I've mentioned it before on the podcast is I feel like he's very much a confidence-based player that when things go well for him, he produces again on the pitches when he starts struggling or when opponents find a way to shut him out and shut him down from the game. Then I think that's when you see him kind of just go and deteriorate little by little. And I think we saw the worst of it against, uh, against Atlas in this game, right? He wasn't able to make much. He just kind of looked very, very poor, uh, couldn't even get past one one uh, Atlas player, right? It, it, he didn't even look like he had a drib- dribbling capacity to even, you know, take three, four steps forward. It always seemed like it was very lateral or sometimes he was kind of retrieving with the ball. But, uh, yeah, it, it's a worrisome sign for me because, like mentioned in the podcast previously, we have a very, very important game against Tigres coming up. And then again against Juarez, which potentially could just be as important, if not more, to close out this kind of, you know, Guardianes 2020 before we go into the playoffs. You're you're talking about a, a, a Ligia that is heavily based on performance, on, on how you're coming into this one in regards to momentum and confidence. And I don't see that really being a case for Cordova because, I, I, you know, we mentioned this Atlas game is definitely going to play on him. And if he is this confidence-based player that I keep mentioning that he is, then he's probably going to come into this Tigres match maybe a little bit more hesitant than he was in this Atlas game because he thinks, well, if I wasn't able to do it against Atlas, well, am I going to be able to do it against Tigres, who, you know, all in all has a better roster? So I, I just hope that there's a way that, you know, Bioko kind of correlates him and says, okay, you know what? You didn't have the best of your game. I took you out, but look, on hindsight, I rested you. You're going to be sharper. You're going to be better. And and hopefully he plays him in a promising position. And by that, I mean, I really, really do hope that he starts in that cam spot. We've known that whenever he does shift to the left, that he sometimes does disappear. But it, I, he's still mobile. Like he, he still makes stuff happen for America, even though he doesn't have the brightest of games. He at least has a little bit here and there that he offers. This game, I just didn't see anything happen from him. So I do hope that Piojo puts him in a better position against uh, Tigres. And we'll talk a little bit about that later on what our predicted lineup is going to look like. But yeah, you're right, AJ. Very, very troubling to see Cordoba come off and, and have the poor game that he did. Because at the end of the day, you know, the kid, the kid has everything to be a superstar. It's just he's got to want a little bit more for my liking. Yeah, no doubt about it, really. Just as you mentioned, I would like for him to be playing in a spot in which, you know, he clearly excels in compared to one where it's like, he can do things, but then just at times where we really do need him the most, he just disappears. And then hence why then Pio has to go to look at the bench. It's like, okay, get ready. You're going to sub for Cordoba. But yeah, no, just wanted to do Barrett, especially in these upcoming two matches and when we get into the Ligia. So just got to come up big next time. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. And hopefully he comes up big against Tigres. We're definitely going to need him. Well, like I mentioned, we'll talk about that in just a moment. But AJ, anything else to resemble in regards to this game? Um, I think we talked about it pretty well. I mean, Atlas had probably one really good chance that if it wasn't for Luis Fuentes' foot, we probably would have seen the ball hit the back of the net. Um, but again, it was one of these things where you just knew that if America didn't put it in the back of the net, that Atlas was going to get at least one chance. And fortunately for us, they didn't take it. Uh, but I mean, overall, is there anything else to highlight from this game that you think, okay, we really need to talk about this? Mm, I think we covered, I think we covered it all really. Just, I, I guess one more thing that then just mentioned, just our circus just got to really just score. Like with the amounts that they were just getting, they need to finish them. They could finish, as you mentioned. Vina scored, that floodgates were open, everyone would have just been um, scoring goals probably left and right, but that's about it, really. 
Yeah, and you need your strikers to come into this one, like I mentioned, and I keep sounding like a broken record, but it it, it is very much confidence-based in how well you're doing. And if your strikers are on a bit of a dry run, it's not going to go well for you in the Liga. So like you mentioned, AJ, goals, goals, goals. That not only brings confidence to the team, but it brings confidence to those who score that. And nine times out of ten, it definitely is those strikers. Like That chance that you mentioned about Vinas, right? For me personally, I'm not a striker, so I can't say that, you know, this is the, the best technique. But for me, I would have liked him for at least to do a little bit of a ground shot into kind of the far post. I feel like that would have been a much better shot than him trying to go across the goalkeeper as hard as he could. But again, I'm not a striker. I can't say he can tell you that's the best way. But for me, I thought that that would have been easier because as a goalkeeper, I'm thinking, well, you know, he's already coming out. He's already rushing you and he's ready to kind of go up. So if you kind of put it down low, then it's going to be even way tougher for him. So I don't know. Little things, little nuances here that we kind of, you know, saw in the game. But at the end of the day, George rescues us. And like you mentioned, has been such a pivotal player for us that whenever he wasn't in the team, you definitely saw that lack of attacking and defensive uh capacity that he's able to bring to the team so glad that he got his goal glad that he's picking up form because we knew that he was kind of in a bit of a slump but he's working up and and getting there and we know that he has the capability of becoming like i mentioned just like cordoba a superstar for this team so i mean what we'll have to wait and see but aj nothing else right nothing else Nothing else. Well, there you guys have it. America walks away with all three points in the Estadio Azteca against Atlas and looks ahead at what looks to be a very, very complicated match against Tigres. We'll talk about that in just a second. But before we move on into our next segment, I do want to remind all of you guys that today's episode is brought to you by Foot Cult. If you guys haven't done so already, check Foot Cult out. They have a great, amazing selection of clothing brands, whether it's jerseys, whether it's graphic tees, whether it's training tops, whether it's hats, whatever the case may be. And now that it's nice and cozy snuggle season here in the United States, well, at least for most of the United States, make sure you go pick up a jacket. We, the pre-orders have just hit. There's a great America jacket that AJ, I know you've ordered like seven of them just because you, you just in case you lose one of them is what you're, what you told me. But, um, yeah, no, great stuff out there. They got, you know, great America stuff for all those Americanistas. You know, they got uh, the jacket we're talking to you about is the Cotemo Blanco one. Um, really, really amazing. Make sure you go check them out. If you guys haven't done so already, follow them on Twitter. They are still in Twitter jail. Hashtag free foot cult Twitter if you're listening to this. Um, but go follow up, follow their uh, their backup account. It's at uh, FVTL. Uh, no, I'm still on that wrong. FVT. C-U-L-T. So go follow them over there at uh, Twitter and make sure you guys go check out the product, check, check out the merchandise. And if you guys like anything, make sure you guys use discount code EEP at checkout to get 10% off. All right, AJ. We ready to talk about America Tigres? Yes, I'm ready. Okay, well, before that, let's talk a little bit about what's been going on in the world of Coapa. We have one big name returning to not just the training camp, but to the possible starting 11 against Tigres, and that is none other than Guillermo Ochoa. He is officially ready to go on Saturday. He's been back for about a week. He was potentially even ready to start against Atlas, but didn't want to take a risk. 
And at this point, you don't want to take any risk if you're in an America player. So uh, Guillermo Chao is back. He's been training for the team now. He's done everything at 100%. He's ready to go. And uh, it looks like he's going to be starting up against Tigres. Thoughts on this, AJ? I mean, it's good that he's finally able to come out. That's That was our starting goalkeeper since the very beginning of the season. So for him to just come back, especially in a, in a time like this, it's really crucial for him. But then as well, it's the thing that I always look at where you put it, you now take away the second choice goalkeeper, now to put him back your first choice goalkeeper. Now it's really all about, it's like, is this player going to be able to just get their rhythm right back as soon as possible? So as they start, or is it going to be one of those, it's like they need a game or two to get themselves situated again. But I feel like someone has a choice. I feel like, he can get himself situated in no time once he, he um is ready to get back on the pitch and start against um Tigres. Yeah, no, and and it's 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 nice that we get him so quickly. Um, I would have thought that we were gonna have him for Juarez. I didn't think we would get him for Tigres, but like you're right, AJ. I think these next two games will be perfect for America to kind of, for Ochoa just to kind of settle perfectly back into it. Like you mentioned, he's he's a professional. He's a he's he's a veteran. He knows what he's done. He's doing, and he knows how to kind of just get back into the rhythm of things. So I don't think it's going to take him these two games, but at least we have these two games to kind of, okay, build momentum, get all of our defense kind of situated. That way when we come into the playoffs, we're ready to go. And hopefully by then we've gelled something in the back and we're not leaking as much goals as we have been in the past games. But um, yes, Guillermo Cho is back. And uh, another bit of news coming out of Coapa, Miguel Herrera has stated that uh, any and all extra workouts or training that the players do outside of Coapa is now completely um, off limits. You, It's prohibited. You are not able to do that. If you are, you're going to be in big, big trouble. Um, and, and the teams know, the, the players know this. The team's gone and made sure that everyone is fully aware of that. They're going to be monitoring the players just much closer. And uh, they, they said that it's it's practice, and that is it. There's no more outside stuff. So those videos that we saw of Ochoa doing, you know, his workout and all that reaction stuff, it's gone for the meantime being. Um, the team wants to be as careful as possible, um, and I think it's good. It shows initiative as to, you know, giving us at least an answer as to why we've had so many injuries, not just this season, but, I mean, others, but really this one because I think it's the most we've ever had. So. Good stuff, right, AJ? Good stuff. Yes, sir. All right, then. Well, that's at least all the news I have in regards to Coapa. Uh, anything else you want to there add on, is, AJ? There is one more, actually. So, for some basketball players, um, Adrian Gorancic, who we brought in for VFL Wolfsburg from this, I'm pretty sure it was from this transfer window. Um, He happened to suffer, Um, if I'm not mistaken, according to um Twitter page, it said that he suffered um, um two sports hernias, so pretty much that like, he's gonna be out for six to um eight um weeks, pretty much. So it's a big, it's a blow. It's another blow to the team because that's yet another injury added to the injury list. So it's just one of those things that's just I'm not understanding what's going on. He's only played two matches for Fuerza Basicas for the sub twenty. He has yet to make a senior appearance for the team. Well, in the league, he has played. In the uh, Copa por me, um, GMP por me, which I'm pretty sure he did, but it's just one of those things. I'm just kind of like wanting to like, uh, how did this even happen? If you're not even playing much, so yeah, um, rumor has it that it was you know one of our players in practice. Um, but again, until we have confirmation, we can only speculate at this point. But 
Um, yes, unfortunately, it's another one of those injuries that you kind of just have to chuck away and be like, okay, well, here's another one. Add him to the list. I mean, fortunately, it, he's not a starter. But like you mentioned, it is one of those players that would have added depth and probably would have maybe been a better choice than Hueso Reyes or Luis Fuentes at this point. I think we definitely would have taken the chances there. But, um, yeah, it's unfortunately, I mean, you know, the kid looks like he has a you know bright future. It's just this injury looks like it's it's definitely going to nag him. And, you know, whether or not he's going to be able to recuperate that and find his way into the starting 11, it's going to be difficult. I mean, we'll see. But he definitely will come back for the clausura. And uh, what that team is going to be looking like, well, I mean, that's that's a whole different story, and we don't have enough time to break that down. But, um, well, I mean, we'll have to wait and see. But, you know, hopefully speedy recovery for him. And I think that wraps it up for the news in regards to all things Coapa. One thing we do want to remind you guys is, uh, for all of you listening out there, one, make sure you guys follow us over on Twitter at EY Podcast and over on Instagram at EY Podcast at as well and two make sure you guys tune in on thursdays whether it's live or whether it's pre-recorded we release a new episode in regards to all things lady aguilas we talk about you know their season just as we do with the men so make sure you guys come in tune in and uh, listen to the lady aguilas talk as we break down everything going on in and around the world of america family and spoiler alert they just got injuries going on as much as we do so we'll break it all down for you guys this thursday so you guys don't want to miss any of that make sure you guys come back and tune in so we can talk all things lady aguilas all right aj let's talk america versus tigres big game on sunday sunday night football as many people would put it so how are we coming into this one knowing that tigres has just come off a 1-1 draw against juarez at home I feel like it spells a little bit of trouble for America. They Tigres are in that battle for that top four spot. They know they're just a couple points away and beating us would help them, you know, scale the table a little bit more. But America knows this game is important. You go up against a very big rival, a potential rival in the playoffs. Excuse me. And now it's also an opportunity for you to even separate yourself from the competition and distance yourself from that lower positions and keep your top four spot. So big game, huge game, really riding here, potentially playing for that, you know, playoff spot. I mean, how are you feeling? A bit scared, really, just because knowing just how Dodger defense can be at times and just knowing how Tigres have players like Andre Pierre Guignac, Nicolas Lopez, um, uh, yeah, Uvarias. You got players like that who are really just capable of just battering your defenses and getting shot after shot against um any goalkeeper that they come up against. Not to say as well that the midfield, I'd say it's a solid, it's a solid midfield that they got to along with the defense and with their goalkeeper. It's one of those things where I'm excited, but at the same time, just worried, just knowing that it's a fight for trying to secure the top um to secure your spot in the league. Yeah and to also just finish in top four. So it's a pretty huge game for both sides. We obviously want America to defeat Diaz, knowing they're just right below us with just a one-point difference. So a victory against them will be really huge to, or will be really huge to us. It gave us the automatic um, um, qualification into the Liga, and then we can just finish things off against FC Juarez before he- um, heading into the Liga. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a very pivotal game for us in the season. And we know that, like we mentioned, after this one, you really just have one game left. So that's only three points available. So you really, really need to secure it here. 
Um, I mean, like, granted, you know, this is a very good chance for America to separate themselves from Tigres and maybe have a little bit more of a wiggle room when you get to go up against Juarez. And that is going to be an away game. So it's never been an easy trip down to Juarez. And I would hope that America would realize that they're in a very, very good promising position, even with everything that's been going on in our season with the injuries and all the stuff that's been in and around the club. It's a very, very good position to be at. And you could potentially even secure yourself like in in the top two spot regarding, you know, what other results kind of happen to fall your way. But I think America really needs to focus and say, look, this is at our disposal. It's in our hands. Let's not mess this up. And let's, you know, close our way into the Liga. And it has to start with Tigres. Now, coming into this game, I don't think that I don't think that this is going to be a very much back and forth game from both teams. I do think that Tigres are going to sit very well. They're going to try to, you know, soak in some of the pressure and relieve on the counter. Um, I think America has to take the game to Tigres, regardless of how Tigres sets them up, whether Tigres takes the game to them or not. I think America is forced, not one, because you're the home team, and two, because you're in a position where you know you have to take the game to them because an early goal for you spells huge trouble for Tigres. And so I, I would imagine that America would want to go out there, play the game that they know how to play, exactly how we played against Lillian, where we just took the game to them, caught them off balance, didn't let them sit right away, and it took them a little bit of a while to set into the game. I think if America maybe goes back to that game plan and says, okay, how can we perfect what we did against Leon against Tigres in our own home stadium? I think that's going to be very, very crucial. Because if America can, you know, off-balance Tigres for a little bit and get them, you know, a little bit nervous, get that early goal, then I think from then on you can manage it. And then the forces Tigres to kind of even open up more, come at you, give you more spaces than you might have intended, and hopefully spaces that we can capitalize on. But AJ, I don't know. How do you see this game? How do you see both teams coming into this one, especially America? I think it about now. I feel like I might agree with them. Your thing is really just the um Tigres are gonna just sit back and you know trying to find the point where they can catch America off guard and then go for the counterattack to try to get themselves something. But I think with America, just like how they played with against Leon, I feel like that's how they should really be going getting into this match, minusing just conceding three goals just in within the span of those minutes. It's one of those things where I'm just kind of like yeah, no, we need to just not allow goals like that to just be conceded right after we score. So I would just like for America to just get um bring the game to Tigres and just try to get the early goal because an early goal is very crucial for America, even though we haven't really been scoring that many early goals this season. But I would feel like if we can get them ourselves an early goal, I'd say like in less than 20 minutes or so, that would be great for them. So I would just like for America to just play the game that they usually play, get themselves an early goal. And from there on, we can either continue to keep attacking or we could just try to then just get ourselves situated and not allow things to get too many opportunities for them. I agree with you, AJ. I completely agree with you on that aspect. So let's talk a little bit about predicted lineups here. And I've reached out to Christian and he should be hopping on pretty much soon, hopefully. But he has given us his predicted lineup. As we mentioned, Christian is kind of the, you know, starting 11 guru around here. But he's saying, and, and, and I've heard I've heard this going on around Twitter a lot too, is that Bioko is definitely going to repeat the lineup that he did against Atlas with only one exception. And that, of course, is going to be Ochoa and Net. He might as well, of course, 
go back to the bench. So with that said, that lineup is going to look like this. AJ is going to be in Troy and goal. It's going to be Jorge Sanchez on the right. Uh, Caceres, Aminola Aguilera as a center-back partnership. And then you have Luis Fuentes on the left. In the midfield, you're going to have Santi Caceres and Richard Sanchez on the right. You're going to have Leo Suarez. And on the left, you're going to have Sebastian Cordoba up top. You're going to have Henry and Vinas, the two partnership, the you know, the two attacking partnership that we hopefully will be producing a lot of goals for us in this latter and en- latter end of the season. Let's talk about a name that we didn't really highlight, but maybe should have, because I think he had a very exceptional game against Atlas and we'll need to step it up against Tigres now that we gave this kind of starting 11 predicted lineup. AJ, you and I both talked about it. This game has to be taken to Tigres and we have to go and push uh, and, and try to you know get them unnerving and, and try to find that early goal. And I think a very crucial piece to that puzzle that America is trying to figure out is going to be Leo Suarez. You know, had a very good game against Atlas. I'm going to say it was the best game. And there was moments where he definitely frustrated me, but he was very active. He wanted the ball all the time. He didn't shy away from it. He was, you know, looking to take players on. And granted, it didn't always work out, but he looks very much more comfortable down that right-hand side. He looks like he very much wants to be in that starting position. And he knows that there's a lot to be asked of him, but... It looks like he's ready to take the mantle of that right-hand spot. Your thoughts on Leo Suarez? Honestly, when he first arrived, it's just my my fixation with just liking Argentinians in this team. I actually have like a lot of hope in him. Like you mentioned before, he had a good game against Atlas, which is what I like to see. Him getting um, uh, out of the ball a lot, which is amazing. And just being able to just take player on, as you mentioned, granted that they, he wasn't always getting the most out of those one-on-ones, but for what he kept going, he wasn't going to let that completely like bring him down or just stop his game. He's just going to continue keep playing until the right moment happened, which you saw. He was the one that delivered the cross to Jorge Sanchez, which then gave America the goal. And overall, they gave him the victory against Atlas. So just seeing a player like him, just on the right-hand side, how he starts so like getting himself more situated there. I would just love for him to then repeat that performance. And who knows what the future can hold for Leo Suarez. He could potentially be our starting right um, midfielder right there. And it would be, it'll spell good things for Leo Suarez. So just really him, I would just like for him to just repeat that performance against Divas, FC Quas, and the upcoming matches that we're going to be having in the league. Yeah, yeah definitely going to be a very, very crucial player. But I mean, aside from him, this lineup looks like it, on paper, it looks like it can very much do the job that Piojo wants them to do against Tigres. Is there one, you know, is there one player or maybe one side of this formation that you just thinking, okay, maybe Tigres can kind of capitalize on this? I really would want to say the defense just because we've just been shaky throughout the entire season. I'm going to keep mentioning over and over again. So I feel like it's just in this case where the defense really needs to get themselves situated, talk to each other, just realize, like tell each other on what these is going to be doing. Try not to have too many open gaps because that's a problem with America where we leave gaps or space open for the other teams to just then go right through and then try to get a shot um, against our goalkeepers. It's just really in this case, I just hope that, they need to just get themselves um, situated and just tell and communicate with one another on the field, especially with Ochoa coming back and play, which I feel like with this line, this is the best defense we can have. Obviously, if you put, if we had Bruno Val- Valdez, he would be replacing Emmanuel Aguilera, but Premise is the best that we can go. It's one of those things where just they shouldn't just try to um, mess up too many times. 
in this game against Diaz because we let in an early goal for Diaz. That's just going to spell troubles for us immediately. Yeah, you're right. You got to keep as much as uh, Diaz's attack on at bay and walking away with a um, with a clean sheet. I think, like you mentioned, bolsters that defensive morale and and definitely you know you know boost the confidence of some of these players that I think definitely need to coming into the league. Uh, the only worrisome thing for me is definitely uh, Fuentes. Uh, I, I think Diaz has some very capable players going forward and some very fast players at that. So I think Fuentes. Definitely looks like a liability, although he hasn't looked as slow as he has in prior games. So it looks like he's picking up form, but still very, very much shaky for me on that aspect. Um, we talked about him and and another player that I think needs to come up big for this America side has to be Cordoba again. Um, you know, we mentioned as to why, but again, just to reiterate, he's one of the more talented players that we have on this team and he needs to step it up and if we have any hopes of you know winning this title some of them have to be you know so, some of this hope has to come out of Cordoba because he, he he's has everything in his locker to be able to bring the title home it's just whether or not he's capable of you know getting out of this rut and playing the game that we know he knows how to play but ultimately I think we feel comfortable with this formation I think we like it if it was to be the one that was presented. Uh, but again, Piojo likes to throw curveballs at all of us, and especially going up against Duca, I'm sure he has something in mind. Would you be surprised if we go with the back five as well? I wouldn't be surprised. We do have a um, center back option in Ramon Juarez, which I would like to see him play again because past games where we really, when we didn't put him, where we had instead Santiago Casas, I'm just kind of like, okay, can we like not have him as a center back again, please? I like him in midfield. Even at that, so yeah, no, we do happen to play five in the back. Even though I feel like Christian would then go on a complete <laughs> rant of why five three two is not the thing for America. But hey, if he does go for it, I could honestly see to why he would stick with five in the back just to have that extra center back and to just uh, not allow these to try to get through, um, to get chances and just to pass through the defense as much. Even though our experiences with five in the back, um, yeah, we do happen to concede goals still. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. So, I mean, it's, it's up in the air. We're very much confident in this four four two coming out, but who knows, right? Who knows with Piojo? Uh, would not be surprised if he does throw a curveball and we go back to that five three two formation. Um, all right, AJ. Anything else you want to talk about in regards to this America versus Tigres game? No, no. I think that's it. Okay, cool. Well, you guys can catch this game, like I mentioned, on Sunday live via through the end. That's going to be at 3.30 Pacific time, 5.30 Eastern time. I mean, excuse me, Central time, 6.30, uh, 6.30 Eastern time. And you guys can catch all the latest updates in regards to that game over on our Twitter account at EY Podcast. We'll be live tweeting the whole game so you guys don't miss a second of it if you guys aren't able to be uh, stuck to your TV. So hopefully you guys join us over there. We love interacting with you guys. We always love seeing what you guys uh, tweet at us and, or comment in regards to our posts. So thank you again for all of you guys who have already supported us and are following us. And if you haven't done so, make sure you guys go do uh, go do that. So AJ, anything else before we kind of come to the end of the podcast? Not really. I think we actually might have talked about everything that we could have talked about in today's episode. Look at that. We screen, we steamrolled through it. I think we talked everything like we mentioned. We got the we, we got the job done. We hit all the topics. I don't think there was one thing we didn't talk about. And look at that. 
wrapped it up in a nicely timely fashion order. Unfortunately, though, Christian didn't make it. Although now I'm starting to question whether it's Christian's fault that we go on for much longer. <laughs> I was just going to mention about him, like, maybe I shouldn't say that. But hey, you said it. So whatever happens after that happens. So uh, I'm kidding. We love you, Christian. <laughs> uh, you know, get get hopefully get the lights back on. Uh, but yes. Um, yeah, you mentioned it, AJ. I think we've pretty much wrapped it up all here. Make sure you guys come back next Tuesday. We're going to be talking all things Los Angeles de America. Yes, of course, it's voting night. And whilst we uh, might be able to take your mind off of things, we do want to remind you here on the Eagle Eye Podcast. Make sure you go vote. And uh, AJ, anything else to wrap it all up? Just vote. It's really important. Vote. It's important. Wear your mask. Stay safe. And as always... We'll be back here next week to talk all things Las Aguas de la America. All righty then. That pretty much wraps it up all from all of us here at the Eagle App Podcast. But thank you guys. Everyone, make sure you guys, if you guys haven't done so already, listen to us over on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, wherever it is that you may listen to us. And thank you to all of you guys who are listening to via there right now. Um, we'll see you guys again on the next one. Make sure you guys take care, wear your mask, stay safe. And as always, Arriba la America. Good night, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen.